This life is short. It's short. And you know, it, it never fails a day here or a day there. Get a phone call. Somebody else is passed on. And every day people are checking out. People are checking out. Whether they're ready or not, they're leaving this time side of life. Amen. But as I believe, if anybody miss heaven, it's because they chose to miss heaven. Amen. And the only other alternative from heaven is hell. And why anybody in their right mind would want to go to hell, I could not explain to you and tell you why. But there are many that shall go. According to the word of God. Amen. According to the word of God, there are many who shall go. But this morning, I would like to look at a topic, a familiar topic found in Matthew chapter 25. Talking about the judgment to come. The judgment. And the Bible reads in verse 31, Matthew 25. When the son of man shall come in his glory. And all the holy angels with him. You know what I love about the word of God? It's so consistent. Second Thessalonians Chapter 1 also states that Jesus is going to return with his mighty angels. But he adds in flaming fire. Taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel. But here the writer says, when the son of man shall come in his glory... And all the holy angels with him. Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him. Shall be gathered all nations. Everybody's going to be there. I don't care how rich. How poor. All nations shall be there. And he shall separate them. One from another. As a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Often and many times when we read this passage, we think about people who are lost in denominationalism. All those poor folks on the day of judgment. All they have no hope. Oh, how terrible it's going to be on the day of judgment for those folks who aren't members of the Church of Christ. But I would like to present it from a different angle this morning. In 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 17, the Bible said, For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. 
It must begin first with us. And if it first began at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, speaking of us, you're righteous, amen? amen? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? We know there's no hope Amen. for the ungodly and the sinner. Amen. If there's going to be any hope for them, it's now why they yet live Amen. to obey the gospel and, and do what they need to do to be saved. Amen. But once the judgment commences, there's no hope for the unrighteous and the ungodly. But go back to verse 17, for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And you, you look at that and you look at Matthew 25. There's going to be a great separation. And the separation begins in the church. So that only leads me to believe there are some goats up in the church. Which leads me to believe just because you are sitting up in here, it doesn't mean you're serious about going to heaven. Is that what your Bible says? Because the Bible, it, it, it doesn't contradict itself. Amen. There shall be a judgment. The judgment will begin in the house of God. And it only makes sense for the judgment to begin in the house of God because we already know there's no hope outside of the church. Amen. So we already know what the end of those individuals are because they obey not God and obey not the gospel. Yeah. Isn't that the Bible? Yes, amen. 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 God's people ought to say amen to the truth. Amen. But going back to Matthew 25, this great separation, and he shall, verse 33, and he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Why would they be entitled to receive such a welcome? What did they do? To receive such favor and such a blessing. For I was hungered and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. In other words, they were doing the work which was commanded to be done as Christians ought to do. Amen. 
But let me add one other thing into that from the scriptures. Let me add. Don't get nervous when I say let me add something. Let me add something else from the scriptures that also ties in with this that we're going to be judged by. Because we know in the judgment, these same words are going to be there. Amen. Amen? Amen. John 12, 48. The Great Commission is going to be there. The Great Commission is going to be there. As that direct command was given, go. 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 See, it, 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 it amazes me how we get, how we can twist things up. We get frustrated and upset when people won't come and visit and you know, won't accept an invitation to come visit. The Bible, you know what? The Bible teaches us to go. If anybody know the heart of man, God knows the heart of man. And by obeying and carrying out the instruction to go, God takes away any excuse for any person that they may try to present. No, you may not. They may not ever set foot in this building. But it's our job. It is, it is incumbent upon us to take the truth out to them. Amen. It doesn't say they have to come here. Our job is a job of sowing. Amen? Amen. Our job is a job of sowing. We don't do our sowing in here. Amen. That's right. We go out and about to do our sowing. Whether a person accepts it or not, that's their problem. Everybody didn't accept the teachings of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And as a matter of fact, some people were so offended by a teacher they wanted to kill him. But did it stop him? Did he, did he take back the command not to go? No. He gave the commission to go where? Into all the world. The question is, is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? We got to get out of this mindset where I invite people to come. No, you should be out there teaching. You should be out there sowing seeds. You should be out there. Let me put it this way. You should be out there stirring stuff up. Because the charge is go. Don't, Don't get discouraged because people won't accept your invitation to come be in the presence at, a, at an assembly? This isn't the only place the gospel can be heard. We are charged to take it where? Into all the world. You can't put the gospel in the confinements of a wall. Our greatest work should be done when we leave here. Is that what we're doing? Well, if it's not what we're doing, 
Which side is that going to put us on between the sheep and the goats? Right, right now. Will we be to his right? Or will we be to his left? Because that is a direct command. But are we doing it? Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a great teacher. I'm not. Well, let me ask you this. Romans 12 and 1 said, present your body a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable. Do you know how to live right? Because some of the greatest teaching you can do is simply by just living right. Living godly. Do you know how to talk to people right? Do you know how to do kind deeds? Do you know how to think of others more than yourself? Don't tell tell me what you don't know how to do. Just say I choose not to do it. And therefore, it's clear and understandably why many will not go to heaven. Going back to Matthew 25. Verse 37, then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came to thee? And the king shall answer. What I love about the judgment. Any question you got. It'll be answered. But to be honest. All questions have already been answered. Remember over in Matthew 7. 21 and following. When when Jesus said. Not everyone that said unto me. Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom. And he goes on to say. Many will say unto me that day, did we not prophesy in thy name, do many wonderful words, cast out devils in thy name? And he said, but I will profess unto them. I never knew you. Depart from me. He's already letting you know, I know what you're going to bring to me. I already know what you're going to bring, and I'm telling you, it's not going to hold water. When shall we thee? He said, and the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren. You have done it unto me. Who is my brother? Who is my neighbor? Huh? Who is my neighbor? The Bible said you do good unto all men, but especially those in the household of faith. Who is my brethren? You, you see the work that needs to be done. You see the work that's not being done. 
But yet we're talking about those poor folks on the day of judgment. What's going to happen to them because they're not a member of the church of Christ. Look at the folks in the church of Christ who are going to go to hell. And that's why I say, and if the righteous scarcely be saved. Why would they scarcely be saved? Because some folks are only here for different reasons. It ain't just spirit and truth worship. Some just come for the show. Some just come to shop. Yeah, some come to shop. Look around. Some just come to plug into what's going on. Every reason except the right reason. And as if God don't know our hearts. So what's going to be the judgment on the day of judgment? Why didn't you help that person that was naked? Why didn't you say anything to that person who was lost in their sins? What, what, what the Bible said, you do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You've ever heard that rule? Yes, sir. It's called what? Golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And, and, and. That was done unto us. We will first love before we love God. Love was first imparted unto us before we imparted love unto God. Who are we to set boundaries on who not to love? Some people we see every day, we, we won't open our mouths and say anything about the gospel to them. But they have a soul. Amen. They have a soul. And if they close their eyes in death, yes, it's going to be it's going to be their responsibility that they did not seek and that they did not obey. But guess what? Whose blood will be on their hands? Someone did something so mighty and so great for you. Why aren't we doing it to help somebody else? That's all a part. It's not just limited to just this in Matthew 25. But man, this is a this a, a list that many of us just fall short of within itself. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, which are the who? The goats. I got a word for the goats. Depart from me. Right off the bat. 
right off the bat. Depart from me. Ye cursed. Into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. I don't know about you, but sounds to me, the Lord is very unhappy, very displeased. For I was hungry, and you gave me no meat. Does that fit anybody in here? Does that fit any situation you're aware of? I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in. I was naked, and you clothed me not, sick and in prison, and you visited me not. Well, folks shouldn't get themselves in situations. That's what folks say. People shouldn't get themselves in a situation, then you wouldn't be caught up in that. You know what? You were in a situation once. I was in a situation once. Did Jesus come to you or me and say, you shouldn't have gotten yourself in that situation. Therefore, I'm going to die on that cross, but I ain't going to die for you. Did Jesus say that? Well, who are we to all of a sudden in our self-righteous mindset? Who are we to set boundaries and then determine who is worthy and deserving to be helped and who's not? We, we better get it together, folks. See, I think the problem is we, we worship this building. We tell folks, well, we're located so-and-so. And that's great to invite somebody. But the work needs to be done out there. You know, when a person come up in here, they should be thoroughly aware of what the church is about. It shouldn't be no surprise about we believe that there's one body, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. It shouldn't be no shock that we don't have instrument, mechanical instrument of music. Man, we're supposed to be teaching and working out there. We want to get caught up and talking about everything. The only thing we need to have in the utmost forefront of our conversations out there is you need to repent and be baptized and be saved or you're going to miss heaven. Because that's a fact. You ain't got to get engaged and all caught up in speaking in tongues, discussions, and all these other topics and all of that. You know what? You can get bogged down in all that mess. And you know what? If the person still haven't obeyed the gospel, they're still going to hell. There are tracks back there on the table. And you know what? Some of us have probably never picked one up and gave it to anybody. 
Why? Because you know us. That, that's a preacher job. But no, you say you are a disciple of Christ. Wait a minute. The last time I read in John 8, Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciple indeed. Is that what your Bible says? Hold on. Harrison, put John 8 up there. John, John chapter 8. You're going you're gonna to tell me you're a disciple, but it's somebody else's job to tell people about the gospel. What am I looking for, brother? I know it's John 8. 31. Thank you. John 8, 31, Harris. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are ye my what? Now, think about this. And it says, and the disciples were first called what in Antioch? They were first called Christians. So if you're going to claim to be a Christian, not a goat, a Christian, yeah. you have work to do. Amen. And, 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 and the state of people's salvation should be a concern of yours. Who, who are my brethren? Everybody you meet. You should be concerned about every person you meet. You should be concerned about their soul. Their welfare. Their spiritual welfare. You sit there and say, well, I can't save everybody. You can't save anybody. You said that right. You can't save anybody. You can't save yourself. But you could tell them who can Now what's your excuse? And I go back to Romans 12 and 1. You you can live right. You can present yourself in a godly fashion. You can present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. You don't think people take note of that? People take note when you don't curse. People take note when you're kind, mm-hmm. when you're tenderhearted. Yeah. People take note of those characteristics. Yeah. Yeah. You're telling me you can't do that? Oh, all of us can teach something. Yes, and as I always say, if you can't teach a person why you obeyed the gospel, why you got baptized, you need to check the, the, the validity of your baptism. So we know there shall be a separation beginning first in this house. The question this morning is, which side are you going to be on? 
Just because you got baptized doesn't automatically put you with the sheep. Verse 46 of Matthew 25, it says, And these shall go away into everlasting punishment. How long is everlasting? How long is forever? How long is eternity? A long time. A long time. Remember the song Outcast? It said, Forever, 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 ever? Yeah. Forever. A long time. But the righteous. But the righteous. But the righteous. Into life eternal. I don't care what hardships. I don't care what hell you have to go through in this life. Yeah. I don't care what suffering you have to endure. Heaven is worth it. Amen. When you consider the end of what is all going to boil down to, heaven is worth it. Second Thessalon- Thessalonians 1, when it talks about those that obey not the gospel and obey not God, they shall be cast away and forever put away from the presence of God. Forever. Yeah. Where well, there's no God, there's no hope. Man. There's no God, there's no light. Man. There's no God, there's nothing. Man. And we would like to think well, I'm just sick and tired of dealing with what I'm dealing with and going through what I'm going through. Trust me, there's something worse. Amen. There's something worse. Yes, but the next time you feel, hey, I've had enough and I've taken enough, you need to go to the word of God and look at what Jesus went through. Yes, See, that's the problem in many of our lives we don't study to look at the suffering Jesus really went through. Amen. We, we hear the story about being nailed to the cross, but a lot of things occurred prior to the cross. A whole lot of things occurred before the cross. He gave up a lot. He gave, he gave up more than you will ever imagine. To come down here to be offered as a sacrifice for you and for me. He didn't do any wrong. But I never read a story anywhere else. Where a man who didn't do any wrong was treated so bad. And why did he receive it? Because it was important to his father. 
It pleased his father. Whatever it is I must do, I'm going to do it. Is that your attitude this morning? Well, let me tell you, you will never be on the side of the sheep if that's not your attitude. Because, see, if this life is about you, you're already a goat. You're already a goat. Because the Bible said, he that seeketh to save his life is going to lose it. And he that is willing to lose his life, Jesus said, for my sake, you're going to find it. And you're going to save your life. So if this life is about you, if everything out of your mouth is always about you, if everything is always, well, I'm sick and tired. I'm tired of people doing me. Let me tell you, as a disciple, as a Christian, you don't belong to you. And see, that's why I say you got to study to renew your mindset to understand when people do you wrong, they're doing the Lord wrong. Just like we read right here in Matthew 25. He said, in as much as you've done it to the least of one of these. You've done it to me. Check your scent this morning. I mean, both of them stink. When, 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 people, when people describe the characteristics of sheep and goats, nobody ever mentions the smell. Both of them stink. The animals. But sheep are humble, easy to lead, trusting. I've said it before on occasion, you can march them right off a cliff. Not a goat. In addition to in addition to stinking. So ain't no sweet smelling savior you sending up. Along with being stubborn, hard-headed, wanting to do things the way you want to do it. But God has a way for it to be done. But I don't care. Folks, that's a question only you can answer. But even if you don't answer it honestly on this time side, it's going to be answered honestly one day. But God is merciful. Yes, he is. He's merciful. And every day he allow us to wake up. He allow us to get things in order. You want to be on the correct side? Get yourself right. Get busy. Do the work of a sower. Get out there and get busy. You you haven't you haven't punched your ticket to heaven by just showing up here on Sunday morning. This is just a privilege. 
for us to come and acknowledge and show adoration unto God, our appreciation for what he has done for us. Get busy. Because a lot of things we think are going to matter in judgment won't matter, folks. It's not going to matter. What's going to be at the judgment? These same words. These same words. Nobody's going to care about all this other stuff going on that you caught up in. God don't care. I, I, I always tell you about, I listen to this radio station and they read obituaries about people. And they're talking about, well, the person loved to plant flowers and the person loved the soul and they love to do this, 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 this. Do you think that's going to matter at the judgment? Do you think one moment that's going to matter? What's going to matter at the judgment? Did you do my will? Amen. Did you do my will? That's all that's going to matter. Did you do my will? What is, what is the Lord's will? Huh? Keep, keep yourself unspotted. Keep yourself right. But there are people out there who need to hear the gospel. Did you go out into the highways and the byways? Did you go out there and sow some seeds? Did, did, did you clothe the naked? Visit the sick? Did you get a thirsty something to drink? This is the will. The word is going to be there. Nobody's going to care about you like the soul. They enjoy fishing. They enjoy playing with their children and grandchildren. I'm not going to care about that. Did you do my will? That's all that's going to matter, folks. You could deceive yourself if you want to, to make yourself feel good. But you're going to close your eyes one day. And let me tell you, the truth is going to be told. If you're here today and you haven't obeyed the gospel, if you haven't surrendered your will to be baptized for the remission of your sins, which the Bible commands and teaches us one must do in order to be saved. Today could be your day that you cause the angels to celebrate. We had a great time yesterday morning. Sister Helen McGowan, she, she made up her mind and she came on up here and she put Christ on in baptism. It don't end with her. Man, these doors, this, this pool should be busy seven days a week. When you think of all the evil and the wickedness and all the sinful people in this society, if we were busy doing what we supposed to be doing, we, this pool should 
never be idle. Amen. We should be dunking people left and right all the time. But if the gospel be hidden, it's hidden from those that are what? Hidden from those that are lost. And my question is, why would you hide it? Why would you hide it? If you're here today and you are a member of the body. And you see where there's a need for improvement in your walk with the Lord. I can only recommend you do what is necessary to get it right. Because whether you believe it or not, you know what? God doesn't need your approval as to whether this is true or not. But one thing I'll tell you, if you don't believe it, you're going to find out one day. You're going to close your eyes one day and you're going to find out. These words are true. Don't find yourself with the goats. You don't have to. Just make up your mind. You're going to deny yourself and you're going to put God back first. You're going to return back to your first love. Put God back first and you're going to serve him as a a true disciple should. It ain't about you. That's right. If it was about you, you should have stayed out there. Because there's nothing about the Lord's church about you. It's all about the Lord. What's our song? 593. 593 is our invitation song. And we encourage you. To sing because you never know, you, your singing may just encourage somebody to do the right thing. Amen. 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 Somebody hard might be heavy. Somebody might be just, just debating over something. And you know what? We sing this song to encourage them. Amen. That they would make the right decision and do the right thing. Yeah. So let us together stand and let us sing the invitation song. There's a fountain everywhere.